1: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured
0: And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Joining you today on the 5th of April, 2023, the year of our Lord, with a new America. The America we broadcasted from with... Greg Wheeler Monday is not the same America we have today. The, the America we started our live stream in yesterday doing massive coverage of the Trump arraignment is not the America we're in today. The America we are in today is inherently different and worse than the America we were in 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago. We have a country, a beautiful America, the shining beacon on the hill. That people come all across the world legally and illegally to get to. And our politicians and our DAs and our lawyers and the the, the elites of the society are deciding to ruin that. And po- prosecute their political opponents for political purposes because they don't like their political opponents. They don't like Donald Trump. They don't like um, Roger Stone. So they're going to prosecute them. This is a problem. I mean, it really is. That we are the shining beacon on the hill. And we are turning into a banana republic. We don't have a country anymore at this point. We don't have an America. We, the American dream as we know it is dead. And I'm not trying to say there's no hope for America. I'm just saying we are in uncharted territory. And we are in a different country. America today is different than America five minutes ago. Is different than America in 2016 and 2012 and 2008. In 2004 and 2000, we are in a different country today. We woke up in a different country, and we went to bed in last night. We have to win. There is no alternative. There is no other country we can go to. There is no promised land that isn't in America. This is the last hope, the last fight, the last opportunity we have. If we want to take this country back in any capacity... It is this country. It's America. There's no place for patriots to go after America. We can't go to... We can't go west, right? We can't go east. There's nowhere north, nowhere south. This is the last hope. The last hurrah if we want to have a country. And I can't say that our people and our politicians and the people in power want to have a country. If Kathy Hochul in New York, if Joe Biden in D.C. wanted to have a country, they would have both issued pardons for Donald Trump. They would have both pardoned the most prosecuted man in American history for BS charges that don't exist. The America we woke up in today Does not have equal justice under the law. Does not have an equal government and an equal system for everyone, depending on their political beliefs. Donald Trump was prosecuted solely because he's an enemy to the state. He's an enemy of Joe Biden, of Kamala Harris, of Pete Buttigieg, of Corinne Jean-Pierre, of all the people in power. Uh, of George Soros, of Hillary Clinton, They're, they're still not over the fact that Trump legitimately won 2016 and he didn't fraud and he didn't interfere with Russia and this and that. They are inherently so upset over that they are willing to lose all of their morals, all of their standing in the world to destroy Donald Trump on 34 felonies. So let's talk about every reason this case is stupid and it can be thrown out By any reasonable judge. And as soon as Trump appeals it. It will be thrown out. 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Linked to 2016 hush money payments. Quick question. How many years ago was 2016? Seven years ago. The statute of limitations in New York. Is five years. Boom. Thrown out. They didn't prosecute it in time. It's gone. No chance. Get out of here. So that's one reason. A second reason is these are supposedly campaign-allowed and paid-for funds, right? Campaign funds in a presidential race are federal territory, federal jurisdiction. Not the jurisdiction of the Manhattan DA. I can't go to the Franklin County prosecutor here in Franklin County, Ohio, and say you should prosecute Hillary Clinton for her money to to Russia. That's federal jurisdiction. Every reason they're going after Donald Trump, every reason they say Donald Trump needs to go down, Donald Trump needs to do this, to do that, is because of a federal reason, outside of the statute of limitations, that federal prosecutors and federal people in power threw out, got rid of, said this isn't a, a worthy case. This is a problem in America, that we have our politicians and we have our people in elected office and partisan elected office going after those that they disagree with politically. Alvin Bragg, let's look at his 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 resume. He is a New York County District Attorney covering Manhattan, the first African-American elected to that office. So he's a DEI hire former chief deputy attorney general of New York, assistant attorney general in the Southern District of New York. He is a proud Democrat. He's a complete and utter partisan. He campaigned on prosecuting Donald Trump. His campaign was paid for by George Soros, a pure and utter partisan that hates Donald Trump to the core to the fact that he will do anything he can to take him down. I'm going to be frank here, folks. Game on. If the federal district of, of New York can prosecute Donald Trump, and if the, the the state of New York, the people of the state of New York, can can sue and, and charge Donald Trump, Dave Yost, I believe his name is Zach Klein in uh, Franklin County. He's a Democrat, but it doesn't really matter. He's the Columbus City attorney. I'm sorry. You know what I'm getting at. Republicans in power, conservatives in power, game on. Why doesn't Zach Klein of the Columbus City attorney, with city laws that he has to sue over, sue over the federal laws that were broken by Larry Householder and Mike DeWine? Well, because it's out of his jurisdiction. Who cares at this point? Jurisdiction doesn't exist at this point. The America we went to bed in last night, is not the same America we woke up in today. And jurisdiction doesn't matter in the America we woke up in today. State, Mr. Um, Dave Yost, why don't you just go ahead and, and, and sue Joe Biden personally and prosecute Joe Biden for felony charges in the state of Ohio that were federal charges, such as the connection to Ukraine and the Biden laptop scandal. Why don't you go ahead and do that, Dave Yost? Under... The new rules set on April 4th, 2023, you have that power. So use it. We're going to fight back. We are going to take this country back using their own rules. The rules of the left have forever been changed. The rules in politics and the rules that have been set by the left, they're getting what they asked for, but not what they wanted. We're going to take this country back. We're going to fight this radical persecution of Donald Trump however we may and however we can. America needs a saving grace. It's not going to come in the form of of politics. It's going to come in the form of, of taking this country, America, back.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
0: Fiverr is a great sponsor and partner of the program. It's the world's largest marketplace. that offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. Getting whatever you want on Fiverr, whether it's a voiceover, translation services, or anything else you can imagine. At bit.ly slash gopjoshfiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, or the link in the show notes below. That's bit.ly slash For As little as $5, you can support the program bigly. Thank you for your support through that. And Patreon for three dollars goes directly to me to support the program support register radio keep us on the air the mega stream we had yesterday that doesn't happen without you doesn't happen without the people we appreciate you so much for supporting us through that as well three dollars patreon.com slash Josh. blackout coffee use code t-s-m-s and visit our website gopjosh.com and RedFutureRadio.com. radio.com blackoutcoffee.com use code t-s-m-s that's a minute get it under a minute folks uh, also should be joining us upcoming on the show, According, you know, assuming he calls in, uh, Jeremiah Workman. He's running for governor of Ohio. He ran for the lieutenant governor position under the one only Joe Blystone, a friend of the program. Um, so we're going to try to get Jeremiah Workman here on uh, here in just a few. He announces the uh, candidacy for 2026 already. Um, a little early, but, you know, getting out ahead of it uh, before anyone else. Matt Mayer, he's a Columbus area person. He is a great patriot. He's announced he announced his uh, intent to possibly run. Pretty much, Uh, he joined us on the show a couple months ago. You can find that at GOPJosh.com/slash/interviews. John Husted's planning on running for governor, so we have to worry about not splitting the vote like we did in 2022. I'm going to ask him about that. It's going to be a great interview, assuming he calls in. So let's hope he calls in. If not, we'll just have regularly scheduled program here and try to get him rescheduled for possibly Friday. On the program. So, very cool. Um, Let's get back into the Trump indictment now. So, Trump was warned by the judge over his social media posts, but did not issue a gag order. So, we know Trump is a very lambastic person. A very big social media presence. He has um, through his... Not lambastic, that's not the right word. I'm sorry. Very big presence of of, of a social media guy Um, Donald Trump is through his truth social he said a lot of things about the judge a lot of things about the people in the DA's office and the DA himself on truth social the judge reportedly warned him about using those terms and using what he said about them on truth social let's talk about that Uh, Judge warns Trump to refrain from social media posts that could uh, form an unrest after a message is critical of prosecutor. Um, He was critical of Judge Juan Merchant on a Tuesday post on Truth Social. Uh, This is the post, uh, all caps. Very unfair venue with some areas that moved 1% Republican. And this case should be moved to a nearby Staten Island to be a very fair and secure location for the trial. Additionally, the highly partisan judge and his family are well-known Trump haters. Trump posted... uh, I guess that was a quote there. They just put Trump posted in the middle. Uh, He was an unfair disaster on a previous Trump-related case when it recused, gave horrible jury instructions, and impossible to deal with during the witch hunt trial. His daughter worked for Kamala, and now the Biden Biden hairless campaign kangaroo court. Fact check. True. Um, Trump's truth social posts are incredible. I'm sorry. Uh, Bragg secured a grand jury indictment against Trump Thursday. Last Thursday, in a case centered around a $130,000 bailout to pay out to porn star Stormy Daniels during 2016's run for the White House. Trump's run. Uh, he surrendered Tuesday. He was actually put under arrest during part of the procedure. Um, while he pled not guilty, then they let him out and he was able to, um, I guess, not be under arrest at that point. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Um... Trump was issued not a gag order. We thought he might have to gag. He might not have to talk about it. Uh, he was having a big after party as Steak for Breakfast, my favorite podcast I listen to on a regular basis. Um, classified it with a lot of people in the Trump circle. I know Brand- Brendan Dilly, a friend of mine on-, on Twitter, is there. He's a great patriot as well. I'm a big fan of his show. Um, yeah, so... They're going in there, and and he had the speech. He had a great speech, actually. I think we might have a clip from that. Do we have a clip from that? Um, That speech last night, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't have it on hand. I encourage you to watch the whole speech, even not what I'm going to play, but the entire speech um, of Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago last night. Very important. Very real speech. Here's one.
1: And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it.
0: Fact check true. Donald Trump is... The only person out there fighting for our country, and it's the only thing he's done wrong, is challenge the Uniparty, challenge the deep state. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's the only thing he's done wrong, is he's challenged the people in power, and he won. Now, if it was like me, if I was challenging the people, I probably wouldn't win like Donald Trump did. So I wouldn't have any problem, and I, I'd, I'd be fine, they'd let me out, no problem, I wouldn't get charged with a fake crime or anything. But Trump won. Remember that. He won the 2016 election. He won the 2020 election. He got that stolen from him. But he won against the deep state. Every time he's tried, he will win for a third time. And we're not going to let it get stolen this time, by the way. He will win a third time. And if he has to, he'll win a fourth time and a fifth time and a sixth time. And he'll continue winning uh, for as long as he's allowed to be on this earth. As long as God lets him be on this earth. He will fight for the patriots of this country. As he has and as he will. And I'm not an endorsing type. Y'all know I don't endorse people very often, but if it's not incredibly prevalent by the way I speak about Donald Trump, I am going to at this point completely and wholeheartedly endorse Donald J. Trump for president in 2024. He is the only man for the job. Now I'm still open to having other people from the the the, the what's the word? The candidacy and the in the battle on this program. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy is kind of avoiding me I'm kind of upset with him about that but he's also just avoiding talking about the Trump trial overall and just talking about A.G. Bragg so you know don't know how I feel about him don't know how I feel about Nikki Haley we know how I feel about Ronda Santamonius and Ron DeSanctis. Um, but I, I endorse Donald Trump bigly I will vote for him in 2024 in the primary I will vote for him in general I will vote for him if he's out of the primary by that point for some reason I will still write him in probably so we'll see we'll see where that goes and I'm not going to write him in the general I'll vote for whoever the Republican nominee is assuming it's not Nikki Haley in the general I cannot promise and people are going to hate me for saying this people promise they'll vote for whoever the Republican nominee is unless it's Trump right and if I was doing that if I was sitting here and I was a neocon and I was a fake patriot and I said I will vote for whoever the nominee is as long as it's not Donald Trump I would be getting praised and supported by the electabros completely and, and wholeheartedly. I can't promise I'll vote for Nikki Haley in the general election. There's no chance she will get that far. The only person winning this primary will be Donald Trump. But, you know, if it wasn't him, I don't know who I would vote for. I don't. I wouldn't vote for Nikki Haley. And, and I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say that I wouldn't support a rhino. I didn't support... The Rhino in 2022 for governor of Ohio. I didn't support the Rhino for secretary of state in Ohio in 2022. And a big problem we have is that we don't have a complete loyalty to the party like the Democrats do. But we shouldn't. The party hasn't earned our loyalty. We need to fight for ideals and not for the party. I'm tired of people saying we need to just... Just support the Republican Party, no matter what they do. Just support the Republicans. No, they deserve to earn our vote. We don't. They don't deserve our vote. They've done nothing when they've had power to deserve our vote again. So I'm not going to pledge complete loyalties to a party. This program's GOP Josh for a, a a pen name only. I am a GOP Josh in name only. Right. If it, I used to be conservative, Josh, because I wasn't loyal to the party. I, I was willing to support anyone and anyone who who fits the ideas that I support. If there's a libertarian on the ballot in Ohio that I agree with more than I do, John Husted, if he's the nominee in 2026, and he better not be, then I'll vote for the libertarian. And I'm not trying to say Republicans should lose if the ideas suck, but if we are willing to put up candidates that our people don't agree with, if we're willing to put up a McCain and a Romney and a Haley and a DeWine and a LaRose, we deserve to lose. If we don't put up populist candidates that have the values that put America first, we deserve to lose. As we have done time and time again, as we did in Wisconsin, as we've done with the governorship in Wisconsin, as we did with Pennsylvania, with Dr. Oz, As we've done many a times. As we did in 2012 with with Mitt Romney. As we did in 2008 with John McCain, who cannot win Indiana. Republicans consistently and wholeheartedly deserve to lose in every instance we do. Because our party has not grown outside of the McCain and Romney types ideals. We have not grown to the voters. The voters today, the Gen Z voters are overwhelmingly pro-populism. We need to be a populist party. The people in power want us to stay a neo-confederate, neo-conservative party. We are going to lose and we will deserve it. And if we don't fight back, if we don't go out there and Republicans are willing to say, I'm not going to vote for whoever the nominee is if they suck, we are not going to have a party at this point. Ronald Romney McDaniel... Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy have consistently and wholeheartedly won the battles they fought because they're willing to put up whoever they want to put up, knowing boomer conservatives are going to vote for whoever the Republican nominee is. That's why Lisa Murkowski won in 2022. But Blake Masters did not. Because, oh, just vote for the who Republican nominee is. You guys are doing your best work as a, as a Republican party. Put up whoever the nominee is, we'll we'll, we'll vote for them. And getting involved in primaries, we shouldn't get involved in. Save the money for the general. Save the money. Our party is broken. The establishment we have is broken. There is nothing we can do to come back from it if we don't take our party back. And I'm incredibly tired of the talking points. I'm incredibly tired of those who are paid for by the RNC, paid for by the people in power, saying... Well, we, we really shouldn't nominate Trump. He, he's a liability. The liability is putting populists against us. The liability is not having a whole generation of voters going 80-20 for the Democratic Party. We have to have our generation back and our country back and our values back. The voters, the people in power, the people that are going to be in power in a few years, the left-wingers, the people who are voting now, are not going to vote for the neoconservative people of the past. John McCain was the first proof that we needed to change our party. We've had since 2008. What have we done? We nominated Donald Trump. Big whoop. He won. Big whoop. Our people didn't put anything behind him in 2020, so he lost with because of fraud. Big whoop. We've done nothing as a party to improve since John McCain. We've had a good couple wins. I'll I'll give you that. We had uh, J.D. Vance, the populist, here in Ohio. We had Donald Trump in 2016. We had a couple populists across the country get elected. But other than that, our party has continued to fail and continue to nominate the same old, same old. Joe O.D. in Colorado was a neocon. Don Bullduck in New Hampshire was a neocon. Dr. Oz in, in Pennsylvania was a neocon. Our party is refusing to move forward to the values in the... Not not values. I'm not talking about like social issues. But some slight We we have the problem, and I'm I'm gonna end this segment. We're we're up against a very hard break and I'm I'm way over it. Um I'll I'll get back into this next segment. But what we have is our party is refusing to go out of the the branch of socialism sub.
1: You're listening to the conservative crusader.
0: Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now back to the conservative crusader. thought about during the break. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. I thought about apologizing for the rant I just went on and and name-calling towards the party and everything I just did, but I I stand by every word I said. Our party is broken. And the problem is our establishment. And I took time during the break to kind of formulate my thoughts here. Our establishment, the people in power in Washington, the people in power in our capital and our party, are so used to saying Socialism sucks. Big government sucks. Does it really? Does using our policies and our power to put American people first, that's populism. That's socialism in some aspects. Giving money to our veterans is socialism. Social security, in some ways, is socialism. We're so used to the, the talking points and the traditional GOP talking points If socialism sucks. Um, big government sucks. Which inherently they do. That's what people want nowadays. I, I don't think a terrible, super bad sort of power aspect is, is bad if it's used in the right way. I don't think... I don't know. How do, how do I say this? I don't really think having social programs that benefit the people is a bad thing. I don't think mothers, single mothers, should be starving on the streets because they can't afford to, to give their kids food. Um, I don't think... And that's socialism inherently, um, providing for families that can't afford it. And I'm not saying we need to have compassion politics. I don't like compassion politics. I think compassion politics is stupid when you are just a, an apologetic person that just listens to every word people say and, and apologizes for it. But I do think we have to do something regarding the social programs aspect of, of politics. People with state legislatures in Republican districts should – in Republican states should put money towards a healthcare program to benefit the the lower income. And I'm not saying that, well, they should work more. I'm, I'm saying they should work more they should have incentives to work more outside of just having money. But there's people now who are playing the welfare game so well they don't have to work. They know if they go to work they're going to get a pay cut. And that needs the loophole need to be closed and we should benefit and help those for a temporary period of time that are hungry and have no health care and have kids. That needs to be our priority moving forward. And it really comes back to how does it benefit us in the whole? Um, Not only does it help stimulate the economy, them buying things and, and things like that, but also as a party, if you want to get into the party politics of it, which I don't think this is a party politics issue, but if you want to get into the party politics of it, remember that time that the Republican governor put in place this policy that helped our people? Remember this time the Republican governor put in place this policy that helped my kids? Remember the time this Republican governor did this, did that? Remember the time the Republican congressman came to our district and, and saw how he lived and then he went and proposed a bill to help our people? That's how he win. Not only in the politics game, not only in the party game, but inherently, that's how we win. And I'm going to get off this topic now because I'm just... I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot and I feel like I do that on the program a lot. But... This next story is why I have to. Liberals win control of Wisconsin Supreme Court ahead of abortion case. Uh, Janet Pro... I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, her last name... Protisiewicz. Protisiewicz. She's the... new judge, the new justice on the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, ending 15 years of conservative control. Um... I think we should impeach her. We have the power. We have a, a complete control over the state uh, state legislature in Wisconsin. We have a supermajority in the state senate. We should impeach her. Um but she won by 11 points. 40% of voters came out and voted. She won by 11 points. Listen to this. The state Democratic Party gave nearly nine million dollars to Protasiewicz. The Republican Party gave five thousand five hundred thousand dollars to Dan Kelly. Nine million dollars to five hundred thousand dollars. He got six million dollars from a mega donor, but that's besides the point. Because she got money from Mega donors as well. We are constantly outspent. And our party does not know how to delegate money. The party does not know where to put money and resources. Well, Wisconsin's a lost cause. Okay, put money there and we'll win it. I, mean, I I don't know what to say. It is mind-blowing how stupid our party has always constantly been. And always constantly got to. And it makes it hard to sit here. And I know there's a lot of critique out there that the people with the biggest microphones are the ones that shouldn't be complaining. Right, and I think I have a pretty powerful platform here. I think we have a lot of success on this show. I think a lot of you enjoy listening to the show, and I hope you do. And if you do, raise five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think you like to listen and, and enjoy the program. But I do more than just this commentary, by the way. I, I just want to let you know. Um, we have a lot of grassroots people that listen to the program. I do grassroots work as well. I volunteer. I make phone calls. I do what I can when I can to help out people here in Ohio and, and nationwide. Um, I knocked almost 10000 doors for Donald Trump in 2020. I was 14 years old. So I don't think it, it's a fair criticism to say people who are commentating only commentate and only sit behind a microphone. Now, there's some of us, there's some people In the commentary game, primarily in the YouTube game, that will say a lot and complain a lot and talk about how our country's at stake a lot and won't do anything. They won't run for office. They won't make phone calls from the safety of their own home. They won't knock doors. They won't donate money. I donated $43 to Donald Trump yesterday. It's not a lot. I bought the t-shirt, but I know that a lot of that money goes back to the campaign. It's a cheaply made t-shirt, but it goes back to the campaign. When do we, as a party, begin activating the grassroots? When does someone who is so anti-establishment and says, oh, well, our country's at stake if we don't win this election, when do they actually start doing something? When does the boomer dad who goes to the coffee shop and talks about politics with his buddies, when does he start knocking doors? When does the teenager without a job who sits around in his mother's basement talking about politics on the internet, Why doesn't he go out and knock doors or make phone calls on early vote action or any way that he goes? I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways around it and a lot of ways around not winning. And there's a lot of things we can do as a party. And I'm going to release a guide, by the way, um, eventually, on my website, gopjosh.com, about how we can win and how we can take this country back. Because we have to do it. We're not going to win if we don't fight and if we don't put our money where our mouth is, and if you're willing to go out the way you are, and talking the way you do, knock a door. Make a phone call. Even if it's just to your grandma. Hey grandma, did you know there's an election tomorrow? No? Well, you better register to vote and you can go vote for Dan Kelly. Hey grandma, did you know in about three weeks there's an election today's the day you can register to vote? Last day, go out and vote please. I'm just... I'm tired of it. Hopefully, after the break, we'll have uh, Jeremiah Workman. Maybe not. If not, it's next Friday. Break right after this.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome in, everyone. This is The Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today. For the final segment of the program, the Ohio segment, so to speak, Um, our guest did not make a phone call, which is okay. You know, busy man, busy man, try to get back scheduled for some time next week. Have some news out of Ohio 9, which I think is going to be a very important district to cover, as I hope my good friend J.R. Majewski will run again against Marcy Captor. He's the only one that can take her down and actually replace her with someone decent is J.R. Majewski. But other Republicans are trying to run. Uh, former mayor of Wallbridge, Dan uh, Willisinki, is running for Congress again. I ble- or Maybe not again. I don't know if he ran once or if he's running this time just because he wants to run this time. He is uh, born and raised in Toledo. Like I said, he served as a mayor of that small town, uh, Wallbridge. Um, he's looking forward to finally defeat Marcy Captor, he said. He has a mechanical engineering degree, um, an MBA from University of Toledo. We're going to try to get him on the program, but I'm still leaning towards um, J.R. Majewski. Uh, for that race, Craig Riedel, he is announcing his candidacy. He's a former state representative. He's a swamp. swamp. Um, sorry about that. A swamp. i um, sorry. Oh, sorry. I got something in my throat here. A swamp, swamp. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I apologize um he's trying to take down Marcy Capter as well. Marcy Capter is running again. Um they're not going to win. Okay, I'm sorry to say it. But no one's going to take down Marcy Capter that doesn't have populist issues. And this is rooting back to the core cause of our losses in a something I'm willing to go on the record about 10 times out of 10. It's something I'm willing to talk about every single day on the program if necessary, and I believe it will be necessary going into the future, is that our party sucks. We have no platform. We have no message. The Ohio GOP, which is supposed to be the organization surrounding all of our Republican leaders and getting Republicans in Ohio elected. Remember, that's our job, right, is to get Ohio Republicans elected. We don't have a platform. We don't have values that people have to uphold if we want to Get gets somewhere. We don't even have... If you go to GOP, uh, GOP.org slash platform, nothing. It just comes up with the homepage of the Ohio flag. Nothing else. There is no platform for our candidates to run on. There is nothing for our people to look at and say, you know, this is probably good values. These are the values of the Republican Party. And if I want to see what the GOP stands for, should be able to go to GOP, gop.com slash platform. If you go here and you look, it's the 2016 platform. We haven't updated our values since 2016. Except for saying, we support Trump and his administration. They put that on the homepage. And now it's 2016 all over again. And all they're doing is backing 2016 values which isn't a bad thing inherently if our party was decent in 2016 i'd say keep it the same but our party nominated people or tried to nominate people like ted cruz marco Rubio, little marco uh, chris christie big christie um and it just didn't work and our party just doesn't work and so when someone that's not Jeremy majewski or someone that's not a populist runs for these positions against a populist Democrat incumbent, they're not going to win. That's like saying Matt Dolan's going to win against Sherrod Brown. Fun fact, friends, it's not going to happen. That's like saying people who don't have values is going to win against someone who's been in office for 20 years. Fun fact, friends, that's not going to happen. If we want to win, we are going to nominate populists. We're going to back our populists with money and put money where they need to go to get in Congress. And they are going to win. All right. That's where we go. So, Craig Riedel, um, what's the other uh, gentleman's name? Dan Walensky. I hope that's how you pronounce his last name. I am not exactly sure. Let's see here. Pronounce uh, Walensky. Let's see here. Wilchinski. 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 All right. Sorry, Wilchinski. You're welcome on the program. Craig, you're welcome on the program. Anyone running in Ohio is welcome on the program. And running in pretty much nationwide is welcome on the program as well. But, anyways. Also, wow, okay. Former communications director from John um, also backing this guy and working for this guy. So, that's something. Um... Alright, friends. We'll be back Friday with a brand new episode. Hopefully having a guest on in, on Friday, possibly. Jeremiah Workman. We'll try to get him back on the program uh, here. Obviously didn't work out this time. We'll try next time, my friends. Um, GOPjosh.com is our website. GOPjash.com. Back Donald Trump. Donaldjtrump.com. I'm endorsing Donald Trump. Donaldjtrump.com Donaldjtrump.com Um Be cool to get him on the program, but I know that's not gonna happen. Um back Friday, friends. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Remember, this country's not the same as it was last night, and stay tuned.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.